Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, new friends. I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to the Bitch Bible podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to RealPod, everybody. I hope you are having a fantastic week. I certainly am. The week has been good so far, and I have been having such a fun time with my new roommate, Max. As many of you know, if you follow my Instagram or YouTube, I just moved in with my boyfriend, Max. We have been together for about four and a half years now, and this was a pretty big step for the both of us. And a lot of you guys had questions and were messaging me, and I wanted to do a podcast episode about moving in together, just updating you guys on how it's going. I mean, I feel like you guys are all literally like my best friends. So you need to know, you need to know the scoop. You need to hear it from us. So today, Max and I are going to be diving into all the questions that you submitted through Instagram, and we are going to answer those today. Before we get started, I want to read a review from TJ Jackie. Shout out, girl. She gave the podcast five stars said, love, love, love. As a former college athlete, these podcasts have truly been a staple for me after graduating. So many topics that I can relate to, not only as an athlete, but as a woman too. Love that, TJ Jackie. First of all, thank you for rating this podcast and giving it five stars. Literally means the world to me. I so appreciate it. And I picked that review because for this episode, obviously, I think this topic really is about what happens after you graduate and what a lot of us might experience as we get in serious relationships. And so I'm hoping that this episode today can also be informative and helpful because Max and I don't always take ourselves too seriously. And we hope that you guys don't either. If you are enjoying RealPod and you want to leave a review, you can go to iTunes. It takes like five seconds to leave a star rating. And then also, if you want to add a comment like TJ Jackie did, you can definitely do that. All are welcome. I love hearing your feedback. And you just might be the review that I read out next week. 
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. So you get that automatic download every single Wednesday. Subscribe to RealPod and you can stream it every single Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's dive into this episode with my boyfriend, Max Brown. Okay, we're going. Why am I always so scared when we do this? I have no idea where this is going to go. Okay, so I've organized the questions where we're going to start with the chronological ones we need to answer. But then there's a category of most asked questions right. from our listeners or from my listeners. <laughs> yeah, just your your squad. But hey, if I'm coming back, this is my third time. I know. Is, is it your show? <laughs> it's, it's far from my show, but I'm at least getting the thumbs up. Okay, babe. Question number one. What made us decide to move in together? Oh, baby. A few things. I moved in with buddies over the summer. And I feel like quickly there, we were like… Well, we were long distance. So you moved back to LA. And you… When you came to LA, I was still in a place where I was like, we're not living together until we're married. Remember when I was adamant about that? <laughs> yeah. You were adamant about that for a while. We've been dating for a minute. And for the most of the time, you're like, nope can't live together until uh, until we're married my whole life that's what i thought which i respected I yeah mean, I, I get it tide turned when i moved into a new apartment with some buddies was there for a few months and then you were chomping at the bit to get out of uh, my parents house. out of your parents house well things just changed i had thought as a young girl like i'm not gonna move in with anyone until we're married my mom didn't do that her mom didn't do that super traditional families and i really wanted to you know, keep that tradition alive and be just like them. And I always kind of bought into that narrative of like, oh, the excitement of living together is what you're going to experience once you're married. And I think part of that, you know, is true. But I think that the way our relationship evolved, this is the most natural thing for us right now, because we did long distance for three years. You moved back here for like about a 10, 11 months I was living at home and I wanted to move out and I didn't have a good option to move out except for you and your lease was ending. Yeah, in hindsight, I wonder if the pandemic like sped us up too because the whole time we were thinking, hey, probably, or we, we went in stages, right? It was, hey, we're not moving in together until we're married. And then I think we were like, yeah, we'll probably be living with each other while we're engaged, like whenever that happens kind of thing. And then it's, and pandemic kind of happened and then it was like, well, wait a sec, we're around each other all the time anyways just because there is no like traditional work going out. Right. And we'll might as well get a lease together. And I think that's a good thing for people to understand when they're deciding to move in with people or whatnot is you might grow up and have this picture of what you want to do when you're 24, 25 or what you're going to do when you're an adult. And then you get to that point in your life and there's just different scenarios and different circumstances and your thoughts and feelings might change. Mine did. And with a decision like this, everyone's going to have their own view on it. Some people right. are super relaxed with it. Some people are very traditional with it. And I think there's smart things to say about both sides. Yeah, I don't think I have an opinion on one being better than the other. But for our situation, I knew that I wanted to do this now. The next question is, were you scared to go from long distance and always being apart to being together this all the time? A funny one. Because <laughs> I've heard that question a few times and I, I don't relate to that. I don't know about you. There was no concern for me. Because we like hanging out with each other. I think there are some relationships where the people like, you know, they don't like being around each other. As weird as that sounds. That sounds super weird. <laughs> How are you dating someone that you don't like being around? 
I'm not naive to kind of the root of that question of like, hey, it kind of is intense when you go from having your own schedule, your own time, your own rhythm to then now it's the rhythm is all one. But that never was a huge huge issue with us. Because we also got to experience this a little bit in college. I think at least for my friends and the people who I know, their relationships they have with their people in college, they basically live together. Like you're sleeping at their dorm. They're coming over to yours. Like, sorry for the parents listening. But like, that's part of the fun of college is, you know, going to your friend's houses, going to your boyfriend or girlfriend's. And so we kind of experienced that. Like, and when I visited you and also being long distance, like, I would go visit you in Pittsburgh and I stayed with you. I would go visit you in New York and I stayed with you. And so we had experiences, glimpses. But not in the traditional way like you might be saying. Like the, when when you say that, I envisioned the couple that was dating all three years of college and they had like, they basically were like married in college. For us, we were not like that. You would come to Pittsburgh for five days. You would come to, yeah. to New York for a long weekend. It was it was not like you're establishing your whole, your whole life together. And when we were dating at USC and we were both there, I mean... I was in football. That was a dark time for me. That wasn't just sunshine and rainbows kind of thing. So yeah, in general, though, I just think we genuinely really get along. I just I'd never occurred to me like one of the questions we have is any pet peeves or things you've noticed about them since you moved in that are like, whoa, and I I don't think there are. I mean, okay, (laughs) what? Any any male real pod listeners will relate to this. At least since we started moving in, I realized that like you don't always listen to me, what? and that was not always a thing before we were we were moving in together. And all like I'm sure the guys listen like, oh, just just wait, Max. It only gets worse as you get older. <laughs> she'll she'll stop listening to wait, you. What do you mean? And you think that this is there's new. things you- where, like I'm talking, and like two days later it'll happen, or even little things like a grocery list. And but it's, like, babe, I literally told you that, babe. Is that new? <laughs> It's it's heightened. There's been more attention brought on this issue since we've been living together because I think you're just like used to me like always kind of talking to you with you throughout the day. You're getting numb to me. You're getting numb to me, babe. It's not a you thing. I feel like even Aubrey would be like, I tell Vic things and she doesn't even, the next day I tell her the same thing and she doesn't yeah, even know. Yeah, good point. I am not a multitasker. If I'm on my phone, you I'm are not, not listening to you. You are not. So unless I'm looking you dead in the eye, even then my mind could be anywhere. That's like the joke with us is I'll say, Vic, eyes. Because I need to know. And even then that. I'm rolling the dice. You could be looking me dead in my eyes and I still don't know <laughs> if it's like comprehending with you. When you say Vic or you go, babe, eyes. I always feel like I'm like in trouble. Because yeah. <laughs> I have to know after years and years of going down this road, I need to make sure it's implanting in your brain. <sighs> Our next question is, did you have to talk about or set any boundaries before moving in together? Yeah, Vic lectured me on the how the office setup was going to be. I had one portion of the office. Everything else was real pod focused. You know what? Are you okay to dive into this? Because I think people, this is real pod. People want the real, the real things. I am paying for the second room. That was what we talked about, getting a two-bedroom apartment. You are paying a chunk more rent than me. Correct. That we agreed upon that we thought was a sufficient amount for the second bedroom for me to have a work-from-home space because I don't have a boss. I don't have an office to go to. I'm self-employed. So I wanted to create that space in our apartment. And that's a significant amount of money because if we were looking for a one-bedroom, you know, that's less rent. So it isn't fair for you to have to pay 50% of the rent when I have this other room that's mine. This is something that when we moved in together, we realized like there's the relationship portion and then there's the financial element of it. And you can't let the finances get mixed up in emotions or who's treating who to dinner or 
oh, of course you can film your YouTube video. And then Max starts filming every Monday and Wednesday. And I'm like, hmm, well, I need to be in there and I'm paying for it. So we did have that conversation and you make me seem like a villain in it. But I think it's logical. Well, it started at, and you're right, everything you said right there, like your, anything work-related for you takes priority, especially in that room. There was never a pushback on that. I, I, I totally get that. I, to me, the funny conversation was sitting on your parents' couch when you have this whole office design of I'm going to have a floating desk <laughs> and we're going to have two big cabinets and there's going to be like real pod light structure in there. And I'm like, I'm all for that. But just literally give me a corner of the room that I can just put a very modest desk in. So when on weekends or after hours, whatever, I can set up shop there. And, and that conversation was, well, it's not going to like the, the aesthetics not going to match. I'm going to have a pink couch in there. And I'm saying, just all I'm asking, literally shove me up against the door. And I couldn't even get that. And obviously now it's it's not the case. We're good to go. But. but I also think too, I was coming from a state of mind where, and you do this to me all the time, babe. I was trying to set your expectations I used so to. low. I used to. A couple, couple years ago. Yeah. I, I was trying to purposely really set the expectations low so that there wasn't any, you know, false promises. And like, I don't know. But, but we figured it out. You have a huge desk in there. Third of the room is yours. The front wall and the back wall. You have, you have a chair that's nicer and bigger than mine. Like, it works. It's but- funny looking back on that because I remember, I remember I'm literally sitting in this chair right now. I remember when I bought it six months ago, you're like, it's got to be white. It's got to match the aesthetic of the room. It's a black chair <laughs> and it's made the cut best chair in the room. But I think everyone does that. Like, you have stupid things that you want or are important to you. And then when you show up or you get to some place, you're like, wait, that didn't even matter. Why do we waste so much energy and time on it? And it's just similar. Like, your desk is brown. Your chair is this big black monstrosity. I put this huge whiteboard in there that only you are going to use. Like, so... My chair is just the a situ- normal your, desk The chair. situation is good in the office, babe, for you. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I got no complaints. But that's what I'm saying. All I needed was the corner. I got the corner and a wall. We're good to go. This is an important question that we also got is like, how do we talk about these things? Like whether it's finances, whether it's groceries, who's doing things around the apartment. We didn't really have a sit down, which I think is kind of like breaking a cardinal rule. Like you're supposed to do that, right? We had a sit down. The, the finances. We had a down. finances sit down where we went through like budgeting and how we each want to spend money, which was important. But what about when it comes to cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping? We got that question as well. Yeah, I just think we were not like delusional to like the things you have to talk to. Like you have to talk to finances. You have to talk to how we're going to do dishes and cleaning and cooking and setting up things. Like and we just, I don't know, I felt like I found a a nice balance there. I would say you're carrying more of the weight right now in terms of the cooking and the house chores. I feel like you do more of the chores than me. But it's only because my work, schedule right now is significantly lighter than yours. You're right. grinding. I'm not necessarily in that phase of where I'm at with work, uh, work work stuff right now. I always like the line that you use is like, we're a team. That's what it is. And right now, my role is to do a lot more kind of around yeah. the house, set up stuff, cleaning, cooking, that kind of stuff. And you're in grind mode. And I think that's an important thing to talk about in the relationship. And I know I said to you a few nights ago, like, thanks so much. Like you're making the dinners, you're doing this. I think it's important to also acknowledge and never take for granted like what your partner's doing in the living arena, because I could just wake up and assume you're going to do everything. It's the communication and the, oh, I appreciate you doing the dishes or the day I unloaded the dishwasher and you were like, oh, babe, you undid the the dishwasher. Thank you. And it's like, I remember when I decided to, I was walking through the kitchen. I saw them and I was like, I could just go to my office. I was like, no, I'll unload them. Uh Yeah, and I think I'm also like, 
I'm aware that it's an exciting time for you and, and kind of what you're building as well. You've added new a new YouTube content pillar. You're starting up speaking again right around the corner. Like you have some big irons in the fire. And so dishes in the grand scheme of things, I, I can do that easy. It's not, it's not like speaking in front of hundreds of people. Jumping off that, someone asked us uh, who is cleaner. I think we're equal. Yeah, we're very equal. In different ways. You had a good term for it the other day. We both rise and fall. I think I'm clean when it comes to like our bed. Like I'm like, get your wet towel off the bed. Like I am clean in like big aspects. And I think you are cleaner in little aspects. Like you don't have a pile of clothes on the dresser like I do. I know for me, (laughs) spending a lot of time around your family, especially your mom. Shout out to my mom, Lainey. The woman, there's not a speck of dust within 10 feet of that woman. 100% has worn off on me. And I can feel myself appreciate a clean kitchen. Or when you eat, you just clean up your dishes. You put them in the dishwasher. Like that's just like what it is. You work out. You just put your stuff in the hamper. That just is what it is. Before you go to bed at night, you put your stuff in the, in the dresser. Like little things like that. That yeah. I feel like my whole life I've known that I should do. But you find a way to just, eh, I want to do it tonight. Whatever. I, I feel like we're both decent about that. But could easily slip up if the other person wasn't kind of on it. I also think in that same way, not being like you and me. So for example, if there's plates out that Max used, it's not a, babe, you left your plates out. It's like, okay, let me just do these plates and say, hey, babe, just to let you know, like you forgot your, your, your plates, but I, but I did them. So does that make sense? Like not separating things like your cup is in here. I'll just grab your cup. You'll grab my whatever and, and deal with it because that's better, I think, in the long run than like this tab keeping score of who's not doing what. And it will get interesting when I get a more substantial kind of work because rhythm because I won't be, I, yeah, the time won't be necessarily there. And so we we'll have to do another episode when, when things pick up a little bit, cause I could see there being some, uh, some debates a little bit about, uh, about that. Yeah, that's so true. It's all easy when someone's around and you have the time. It's a different right. ball game when, uh, it's not the case. So true. I love learning new things and working hard to master whatever it is in my life that I'm currently up to. And with Skillshare, you can find classes that pique your interest and empower you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. Skillshare has a huge portal of online classes where you can search just about anything and immediately take a class on it. I just took a class called Find Your Style, Five Exercises to Unlock Your Creative Identity, and it was unbelievably eye-opening for my work as a creative and also as a person. The teacher of the class was Andy J. Pizza, and he led me through exercises where I unpacked my identity, influences, and experiences to find my own personal taste and style. There are tons of classes out there, whether you are interested in photography, productivity, marketing, entrepreneurship, and Skillshare is also incredibly affordable when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. I mean, an annual Skillshare subscription is less than $10 a month, not to mention special offer. You guys can have a free trial of the premium membership if you head to skillshare.com slash realpod. That's skillshare.com slash realpod and you can access your free trial of the premium membership today. Wait, we got on this tangent from boundaries, but I also want to throw in this question we got, which was like, how do you navigate personal space and alone time? Which up until, babe, two nights ago when we did do our own thing, we hadn't done our own thing. That was funny. That was weird. We both looked at each other like, 
Wait, is it okay if I go watch a, a political documentary on Netflix and you go do whatever your Michaels project you were doing in your office? <laughs> arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. Yeah. It's arts and crafts time for Vic, guys. And Max was watching a documentary. That was weird, though. Okay, so you guys, let, me, let us give you the rundown. Every single night, like, come six, Max and I are just like, hey, what do you want to do now? And we, like, eat food together. And we watch TV, and it's super fun. And we're watching shows together. We don't have a couch. I don't know if everyone knows. We literally lay on the ground. Yeah, and we spend every single night together. So we did that for, like, 10 nights straight. I didn't even notice it. I loved hanging out with you. But then two nights ago, Max was watching this documentary I did not want to watch because he likes watching American history for fun, which we can talk about on another episode. We got to study up. (laughs) And I needed to do something anyways. And so I was like, okay, well, you can just keep watching that and I'll just do my own thing. And we were both like, we both like, yeah, (laughs) like we're looking at each other right now. Like, are you sure? Am I allowed to do that? And then it was weird because I was like, I had not been alone in such a long time. So, and I really enjoyed it. I was thinking like alone time is important at least to me did you like being alone that night but that's why i was sizing you up because like i don't want to use my alone time points like t- tonight it has to be mutual i can't i can't you know I can't yeah turn in the the, <laughs> the tickets now for this oh gosh that's funny but i think we're really great at talking about those things i remember like two days before we moved in i started getting not cold feet but i had little thoughts creeping of like oh my gosh if i just want to lay in bed eat a pizza and watch reality tv by myself like, my bed is now someone else's bed, so can I ever do that? And it's funny, because I think we do a good job of nipping things in the butt right away and not letting things fester. But it's funny, because I think we're not good. Like, we'll debate hypotheticals. That That's a thing in our relationship, is we'll literally <laughs> debate things that have not happened, don't exist. <laughs> they aren't things, but we'll just go down tangents of, like, this could happen. And we'll get in, like, legit little tiffs, little tiffs about those things. And I'll literally have to stop it. We'll have to stop it, like, wait. We're not going to argue hypotheticals. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. And so it's funny. It's kind of a, it's a good thing. But then if it goes too far, it's like just unneeded. I want to spin off of what you just said. And I'm going to throw in this question because I think we're kind of on it. It's have you guys argued more since you moved in together? And I would say no, but you're right about those hypotheticals. I think we've had more arguments than normal, but it's just because we've been spending more time together. Like, I mean, there's new items being delivered, new items being ordered, there's new processes, there's cooking, there's cleaning, there's just like a lot more newness in the relationship. So I think there's there's definitely a little bit more arguments, but it's not groundbreaking or anything. The next question is, what was your biggest fear about living together? You have one? No. Biggest fear? It's hard to explain, but it just felt right to your both Your biggest of us. fear was probably, when am I going to poop? Oh my god. How am I going to cover this thing up? Guys, I still don't know when Vic has pooped. We've been together for two oh weeks in here. Oh my gosh. I can account maybe one, a little sneak dookie. <laughs> little sneak dookie. But outside of that, you're either really clogged up or you're doing it every day when I leave in the morning to, to go work out. Oh my God, that is comedy. Once again, reminding myself this is real pod so I can have <laughs> this conversation. Here's my thought. Okay, look. Obviously, you've been planning these things, haven't you? Girls poop. No, I haven't. But I will say I am very sneaky. Like the other night I told you, remember that night? (laughs) Guys, she straight up lied to me. We're getting ready to go to bed. And she goes, oh, okay, I'll be right there. I just got to send an email to like shoo him off into the other room so I could go into the guest bathroom. And then then I just walked into the office myself, just like just like normal, nothing, nothing's up to send an email like myself. And you actually blew your own cover because I was not thinking anything weird at all. 
And then you're just like staring at me. And I'm like, I was shocked. Like, I didn't expect you to be out there. And I was about to enter into the guest. And bathroom. I could tell something was up. You're just like eyes glued on. It. I was like, what are you doing? Well, what is that? And then I could tell. I was like, oh, yep, you got to. Because Max dropped the the kids off at the pool. Oh, my gosh. Because Max, unfortunately, it's like his daily adventure to figure out when I poop for some reason. He cares so so much about it. That's so false. I do not care. I do not put any energy to thinking about that. I was just thinking right now. I was like looking back on what's changed since we lived together. Just can't recall those moments. You're doing a good job of covert operation. Here's my thought. I just think. And I'm sure people are listening like, it's a natural bodily function. I just think in my mind, it's not pretty attractive slash inviting event that happens for humans. Guy, girl, however you identify, I, I just don't want to see or know someone's pooping. And so I would just <laughs> rather you not even know it's a thing for me and me hide it when I can. And that's what I do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. No judgment. Just- um, Max, on the other hand. Uh, is just pooping in my plain eyesight when I wake up in the morning. Well, you just open the door. I don't open the door. You know the door. Well, let me let me see what's going on in there. <laughs> I just messed. I don't even do that. Pooping for Max is an event. He grabs his phone. He's like, "Babe, he's like, do you need me for the next 15? I'm like, "No." He's like, "That just I'm gonna go to the bathroom." <laughs> that never happens. We're both very normal with this. It's not that much of an ordeal. Okay. Well. Just, I don't even know what to say anymore. Next question. This. What's the next question? Okay, so that wasn't my biggest fear. I was like, <laughs> that about, was the question. I was about to say something really deep and emotional, and then Max just goes into poop. I also didn't have a biggest fear. But the initial thing I wanted to say was that the both of us felt like moving in together, the timing of it was just super right. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but legitimately, I think we were both like, this is the perfect next step for us to take together. It makes sense in our personal lives. It makes sense financially. It makes sense logistically. It just was right. And so there weren't any fears because I didn't feel like I was rushing it. He didn't feel like he was rushing it. Yeah. I mean, right before Christmas, I I told you, I was like, the timing feels right in my gut. And we'd always kind of not debated the timing of when it would happen over the like previous couple years, but that was definitely a, a nice feeling like in your gut. It just kind of, and you can't really explain it. It's just something you feel inside. I know for me, I wouldn't call it a fear, but I was living with buddies before that. And I feel like we all went our separate ways. One, one of my buddy, Jamie, he was moving to a different city. Alex was moving in with his girlfriend. And it symbolized like the end of your early 20s, the end of kind of that living with your buddies phase and that like friendship phase. And that to me was just kind of sad. I mean, and I was excited to move in with you, but it 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 kind of signaled that all right, I'm 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 not, not that I'm I've been an adult, but like you're growing up, and that's kind of like scary a little bit, or just it's just it's just a bummer. It's not going to be easy just to hang out with your boys anymore. It's so true, and I don't take offense to that at all. I had similar feelings. It was the weirdest thing because I think like three nights before we were supposed to move in together, I was just up in my room like having a big cry. I don't know if mourning is the right word, but just looking around my room, crying and being like, this is the last time I'll know my parents are sleeping upstairs. And, you know, the last time I'm going to have pink bedding and the last time I'm just going to be going to bed by myself. Like you just spend your I I posted this one tree hill quote on my Instagram um, after I told people that this is how I felt. But it's just like one day you're dreaming and hoping of who you're going to marry and what you're going to do when you're older. And then before you know it, that day is today. 
it's amazing and it's exciting, but it's also scary that like you're not a kid anymore. I think one of my one of my biggest fears is like obviously not the elephant in the room, but like the next thing is marriage. And people Seriously? ask <laughs> people ask us all the time about this. And similar to the apartment thing, like I of course I used to have used by used to I mean like a month ago, but I've grown tremendously since then. I used to have like this total agenda, like this is the timeline, this is what I want, this is blah 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 blah. But then recently I just told Max, like, you know what? I'm tapping out. The day that you and your heart are like, I want to marry this girl, please ask me. But do not rush it. Do not. I don't care anymore about the time. I still got to cross some T's and dot some I's. Tommy felt right. Hmm, seems suspicious. End of a chapter. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just chilling here. That was your, that was your, your point. You drove oh, it home. Oh my and god! We're good to go. You guys, you guys. He's getting on a knee. He's <laughs> no, getting get on a out knee. here. <laughs> I'm sitting in a chair. I'm sitting in my beautiful black chair, not the bulky office chair. It's a normal, oh normal gosh. chair. What's the, what's the next question? Comedy. Okay, now we're getting into our most asked questions. What were the last five? Those were just good questions that I liked from the list of submissions. Oh. But then these are the ones that were submitted the most frequently. All right, sweet. Most asked question number one. What is something annoying about the other person that you didn't realize before? <laughs> yeah, Vic doesn't listen to me. Oh, I guess we did kind of talk about that. That's not... Okay, can you pick something else? Can you pick something <laughs> That's else? That's extreme. I think they want something like, oh, she snores in her sleep or something. Vic likes her snacks. I wasn't a huge snacker before I moved into this apartment. Why is that annoying? I'm like, me and my army of ED recovery listeners yes, are ready exactly. to roast I was like, you. All right, uh, <laughs> No, but I'm actually curious. Like, no offense taken. What do you just not like having quote unquote snack food around the house? Like, if I, I mean, here? obviously it's delicious. I did a good job of you know staying staying fairly locked in. Max, just if I didn't live here, there would not be a cabinet full of goldfish, chocolate chip cookies, pretzels, and candy. But because I live here, there is that cabinet. So I think Max is just saying like that's tempting for him. The next most asked question is: Do you feel pressure to be together and? on all the time no i don't but i guess <laughs> the, the pressure to be together i guess that's why we were sizing each other up the other night because it was kind of like wait should we be together like how do we do this <laughs> thing so i guess pressure might be a little extreme but maybe a little bit of an expectation to be together i wouldn't say pressure what was the second part of, what was the second question if do you feel pressure to be together and on i don't feel the pressure to be on no i think we're we're both pretty uh pretty casual and have a good feel for the flow of each other's day and whatnot. I'm also like my best self around you. So that is also something I love is I'm with someone who brings out the best in me and makes me better versus living with like a toxic roommate or a girl that's just mean to you or, you know, like teammates that you don't want to live with, but coach assigned you on campus. Like we had to do all that stuff. And now it's like I get to choose I want to live with you. And you're one of like the top five people in my life that bring out the best in me. I do feel responsible to like not be dirty and hold up my end of the bargain. And while you are busy, I do maybe like cook and clean more so than I might otherwise kind of thing. And, and Wait, that's where it's almost subtle snaps, ladies, for this role reversal. <laughs> hey, I'm happy, uh, happy to do it. But like after I get out of the shower this morning, like I feel responsibility to you, maybe it's subtle, but inside to pick up my stuff, that kind of thing. Because if it was just me, I might ask, eh, screw it, I'll leave my socks on the ground. Ask, eh, screw it, I'll leave my shoes out. And that's where like things add up. But that's maybe the healthy balance of living with someone else. 
Because, like, when I was living with Wood and Jamie, it's like, eh, like, whatever. <laughs> and I hate to say that, but I think we kind of all were like that a little bit versus when it's you, I feel the responsibility to hold up my end of the bargain. So if that means the pressure to be on, I guess maybe a little bit, but not, 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 not a ton. In terms of this pressure, it's interesting that I feel like someone's kind of watching me all day. And it's not to say I procrastinate or I don't get work done, but because we work in the same office room and we live here, I just feel like if I tell you in the morning or the night before, like I'm filming two YouTube videos and I'm doing this, I'm like, oh shit, I kind of got to do those things because someone's monitoring your time clock. Right. And and it's vice versa. I would say I, I definitely agree with that. That was actually funny because I remember like, because your workload is a bit lighter right now, I remember thinking like, you know, I wonder what it's going to look like when I see like all the minutes of Max's day and like you fill them up and you're productive and you're getting things done. But it's just funny that now we get to see the other person doing what they say they're doing. No, exactly. Exactly. That's why I've been impressed. You're you're grinding out there. I mean, people forget two YouTube videos, a podcast, at least half a dozen, if not more TikToks a week, talks, phone calls. <laughs> like there's a lot of stuff. And I always knew that. But it's definitely a different beast uh, now that I'm around you all the time. That's refreshing to hear because I think that a lot of us entrepreneurs or people who don't report on their hours or have a boss can always convince themselves they're not doing enough or that they need to be doing more. And so to have you watch my work day and then be like, damn, you're grinding is reassuring to me. And it's always funny because I'm around you a lot when outsiders talk to you about your work and you always get the sentiment that, oh, it's it must be so fun. Like, yeah, you're content creator. Oh, that, that, like that kind of, oh, that's cute kind of tone to it. Or the, how do you make money? Yeah, how do you, exactly. And <laughs> oh, I, I get for a lot of times it's coming from a, a genuine place but it's funny because i think if people saw the behind the scenes it's like yes this is this is fun and this is cool but it's also it, it's also a grind a lot of the time as well i would say it's a, i love what i do but it's hard to do what i'm doing time management you have to be very strict with self-established deadlines it's one thing to report to a boss and say hey this has to get done it's a different animal when you're reporting to that voice inside your head that says eh, maybe i could just delay that a couple right. hours that's so interesting. And some people actually, when I asked them what I should do some solo podcasts on, they were like, do an episode about brand building and all that stuff. And I would love to do that because I that's like, I've told you before, like, I love doing this stuff. If I was ever invited to do like a women's empowerment or like a girl business conference, I would be there in a heartbeat. Like, this is what I've learned and what I'm still learning and figuring out. And this is what they're lying to you about. <laughs> you should do that. There's yeah, the next podcast episode. That would be so fun. You guys DM me on RealPod IG if you want a solo about that. Our last most asked question. What is your advice on how to deal with such a big change, whether it's moving out of your parents' home or in with your significant other? Is it cliche to say communicate? I feel like for us, we game plan for a sports analogy. I would say allowing yourself the space for any of the emotions that are arising during the process it's a really weird feeling to be up in my room crying at night because I'm really sad that I'm not a little girl anymore. But then the next day, super excited because I'm moving in with my boyfriend and this person I used to dream about finding when I was a little girl. And those are two weird emotions to have within 48 hours. But I would say just like allow space for them. You know, don't judge yourself for feeling a certain way. Don't judge yourself if you're dating someone for six years and you still don't want to move in with them. Don't judge yourself if you met them three months ago and you just got the keys. Like, whatever is right for you is right for you. I love that. Yeah. And with everything going on right now in the world, it's just extra reason to be sensitive 
to ourselves and our feelings and extra compassionate. I love the don't judge yourself because I think everyone's life happens at different phases and I'm about to turn 26 and I feel like we always have this standard for like what a 26 year old should look like, what they should be doing. But those phases come at different stages for different people. We've talked about this before. And for people that that know me, this this actually might come as a surprise. But I look back on my early 20s and and feel like I missed out a little bit. Like I didn't have a traditional early 20s. I didn't have the I didn't have the friend group you go out with every single weekend kind of thing because I was moving. I was in different parts of the country, that kind of thing. I was in moving every six months. I didn't have this like established thing. Like you when you watch the show Friends, like I didn't necessarily have that. I had a, had great times, had great memories. But that is one thing that I know for me, like moving on to this next phase, I look back and it's like, dang, I didn't have that. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people do have that. And I think there's a there's a sense of just being understanding that different phases happen in different ways and time frames for different for for different people. And I think not judging yourself for that, choosing to see the the good side and the positive of those movements and the good things that happened in the past. I definitely think that's uh something I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of. And for those of you who just need a little context, Max was pursuing a professional sports career. And because that did not work out, he was late to the game in the job career field. He just didn't know what he wanted to do. And, and that's why he was moving. And he kind of missed out on like that social scene and comfort that he mentioned. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, babe. You know, not everyone has that really clear cut, like graduate, enter dream job amazing friend situation. So I think it's important that, you know, you just brought that up and I'm sure people listening understand. And I think everyone has their own version of that, especially with the pandemic, right? Whether you're 18, 16, 21, 23, that those are all different phases of life. And the pandemic in many respects has put that on, on halt. Like, right. You haven't had, I mentioned my early twenties was, I would say untraditional yours in many respects is as well. Like you're, you're not able to have the social life that I think a lot of people would have post-college, mm-hmm. living around your post-college friends, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Whew, well, this has been real, babe. I've really loved talking to you, as I do every single day this now, all day long. Why don't we leave them with what the rest of our day looks like? What time is it right now? It is 3.15 p.m. What's next? I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to go back to studying Zach Wilson BYU football film. So any <laughs> uh, real pod fans out there looking for some football content? I'll be doing that. Then we got to, uh, I got to put together a bar, bar cabinet oh, from yeah. Target. Max will be putting together a bar cabinet, which is super fun. Like I love building and crafts and all that stuff. So that'll be a fun activity to do together or mainly you and I'll assist. But I'm really good with the directions. And I got to fill out a uh, personality test for a job interview. Love that. And then also, are you doing a grocery run? Little, little Trader Joe's run. Okay. So then, yeah, Max will run to the store. I have a keynote tomorrow morning. So I'll be staying here practicing. And then tonight... I will deliver it to Max again to his pleasure. It's really good, guys. I listened to it for the first time. It's kind of crazy. That was the first time. I heard bits and pieces. Hence the fact of Vic Grinan. She meets with her speaking coach all the time. You probably met it with him half a dozen times or since we've been here. The talk is phenomenal. If you're in a position where you have you're part of a group or a school, university, this is this is 45 minutes of uh, get your mind right. And it's it's awesome. It's entertaining. It's intense but also warm and welcoming it's a it's a really it's, it's a good talk thanks babe i appreciate it i'll be doing it tomorrow for colby sawyer college on student athlete mental health to their community and then i'm speaking at cal state fullerton in february different because all these events are virtual whereas last year i was on campus but i'm so super excited so i will be rehearsing that with max 
And then it's going to be an early night because I'm waking up and I have to be up at 630 ready to go to do that tomorrow morning because the school is on East Coast. So that's our night tonight. Early bedtime. Yeah. Get those Z's. I guess we just stop recording and go back to work together. (laughs) Real Pod fans, thanks for having me back on. Thanks for listening, you guys. You are the absolute best ever. If you enjoyed this episode with Max, be sure to check out the other episodes we've done together. Max and I did an episode on how we met and our advice for successful relationships. We did another episode where Max came on and shared his football and athletic journey, which I thought was so moving. And also I have plenty of YouTube videos with Max, whether it is him doing my makeup, whether we are baking together, or whether it is our tips and advice for long distance couples. So be sure to check those out. And you can also follow Max on Instagram at MaxBrown4. And you can follow me at Victoria Garrick. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. So you get that automatic download every single Wednesday. And if you are enjoying RealPod, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It takes less than five seconds. And I would really appreciate it. It really helps out the show. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you coming back and listening every single week. I have so many fun cool things in store for the podcast. So I'm so excited as those continue to roll out week after week. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and don't forget to keep it real.